That didn't bring any tears, did it? <laughs> that will be the message for today also. Okay. Let's see. Jerry, open us, please, buddy. Today is Mother's Day, in case you didn't know it. It's a time to remember, a time to reflect, a time to reminisce on your mother or who you are right now, those that have gone on before us or those that are alive today. It is a time of remembrance, I hope, and I hope it's a time of good remembrances. But I also understand I really do, that not every person in here had a godly mom. Some just didn't have a godly mom. I know some in here did not have a loving, nurturing mom. I know some just didn't. I know some might have had an encouraging and a supporting mother, but not everybody did. I know some in here are mothers, and I know some want to be mothers someday, then it just does not happen. And I want you to know that on this day, I am very sensitive to that, that not everybody's mother was what we would call a godly mother. I understand that. And, and the, the, uh, the difficulty or the challenge as, as being your pastor here is how do I come up with a message that speaks to all of us in here? Well, I've kind of learned from the past that where do you find that kind of wisdom? You find it in God's Word. So that's where we'll be today. We will be in, in God's Word as we look at a, uh, a topic that I think applies to all of us. And the title of the message is God's Perfect Plan for Mothers. God's perfect plan for mothers. Now, men, I don't want you to tune me out here, okay, just because it's Mother's Day. That doesn't mean you get to go snoozing on me there, Kurt. I mean, I want you to pay. The things that we will talk about today also can apply to you men, all right? So we're going to look at God's perfect plan for mothers. And I'll probably extend that to you. What is a picture of a godly mother, Okay. And I hope today's message encourages you and reminds you and, and, and gets your hearts and minds focused on what a, what a godly mother really is to, is to be and what a godly, godly mother is to look like. So we're going to look at a few things today, and, and hopefully that uh, on this Mother's Day it will encourage you. I can't think of a better gift that you could give to your family or your spouse or your generations to come than to be a godly mother right now. So that's what we're going to look at today. I've got six things just real quick. I'm, 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 on, I'm bound and determined not to keep you all night, okay? I'm bound and determined because I know we've got to get out. Six things makes a godly mother. The first one, the first thing you've got to be, you've got to be born again. You've got to be a believer in Jesus Christ. You have got to be a child 
of God, as the Bible would say. If you ever want to be a godly mother, you have to be a born again. You have to be a follower of Jesus Christ. 1 John 1, 12 says it this way. But as many as received him, to them he gave the power to become the children of God, even those who believe on his name. If you ever want to be a godly mother, you have to be a child of God. You have to be a child of the king. I know, I know most mothers in here, they want to be the best mother they can be. I understand that. Uh, the best employee if they work outside the home. The best wife, if you would. I think, or, or whatever, whatever road that you are taking as a, as a woman or as a mother, I think you, you probably want to be the best. I, I mean, you hear that all the time. I want to be the best mother that I could possibly. Well, how, how, how can you be, ever become the best mother that you could ever be? Well, it begins with faith in Jesus Christ. It begins with you accepting Christ as Lord and Savior. Because where else do you go? Where else do you go when you seek wisdom for how, how do I raise this child that, I, that you've given me? Where do I find that wisdom? Where do I find the strength to, to be that godly woman as I, as I work in my home and I work outside my home and I have relationships and I have responsibilities? Where do I get, get that strength to be able to do that? Where do I get the strength to be patient and kind and loving when, you, when, when your day has just been crashing down on top of you, mother? Where do, where, where do you get that? Where do you get that assurance when doubt comes into your mind and you lose that self-confidence and, and something has happened and it just kind of just knocks the wind out of you? Where do you go, mother, to find strength? And where do you go to find that wisdom that you need? And I'm here to tell you, you go to God's Word and you take it out there and you cast your burdens upon the Lord and you read His Word and you let God work through you. You see, a non-believer, a non-believer mother does not have that fringe benefit. Did you know that? She can't find wisdom from the Lord because she is far from the Lord. She can't find the strength and assurance and the patience that she really needs to be that godly mother because she is not in tune with the Lord. If you want to be a godly mother, the very first thing you've got to do is give your heart and life to Jesus Christ. Now that is the starting point. That's the foundation point. And I know most of you in here have done that. I think the second characteristic of a godly mother is a mother who seeks to know God and His Word. It's a woman that seeks to know God and His Word. Deuteronomy 4, 29 spells it out very simply for us. If you seek the Lord, <laughs> what does it say? You will find Him. When you search for Him with all of your heart and with all of your soul, you want to know about God? You want to seek after God? You want to seek after His Word? The Bible clearly tells us if that's the case and you really want to know, the Bible says you'll find the Lord at that point. A godly mom knows that by reading His Word and spending time in prayer that God's wisdom will flow through them, that they will draw closer to the Lord. She understands a godly mother understands these kind of things. She understands as she reads the Word that all of God's Word has been inspired by God. 
And the Bible tells us it is profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for righteousness. Training in righteousness so that each one of us will be adequate, equipped for things that God has called us to do. Do you understand that? I mean, she reads this word. A godly mother reads the word and go, I know this is God's word. And God has inspired it, and I want to believe it. She also desires to be approved by God. A godly woman, a godly mother wants to be approved by God. A workman who shows himself to be, uh, to be adequately approved. The Bible says it's what we are called to be. So that we will rightly discern God's word. Second Timothy says it this way. To be diligent to present herself approved by God. A workman who does not need to be ashamed. Accurately handling the word of God. A godly mother understands that it's inspired by God. She has a desire to understand God's word and to be approved by God. And she also heeds God's word. James 1.17 says this, Be ye doers of the word and not hearers only. You see, a godly woman wants to know, wants to seek after God's word. She wants to put it into her heart and then she wants to put it in practice, if you would. You see, a godly mother understands that from God's word, She can learn how to live this life. She can learn how to love in this life. And she can learn to to understand that whatever comes into her life, Romans 8, 28, that God is going to take it and he's going to maneuver it. He's going to massage it into something good for his glory. I mean, that's what, is that not what God's word says? Yeah, so a godly woman, she wants all of those kinds of things. And she allows God's word as she, as she reads it, as she studies it, as she understands it's inspired by God. She takes what's, what she has read and she allows it to impact her life. Impact her life. She, she reads that and, and it's just not words on a page as she's reading through that. It is God's promises to you and to her. And, it, and every decision that, that she makes in this whole world is, is based upon God's promises that he's given to us in his word. Why would you ever want to make a decision, especially a big decision, without consulting God's word? You see, a godly mother, she, she understands the importance of knowing God and having God in her life and, and seeking after him. And then taking that what God has given to us and applying it. To our life. A third characteristic I think of a godly mother is she has an active prayer life. Kind of like the, what the song said there, an active prayer life. She understands that prayer is talking to God, okay? She also understands that as she is talking to God, it's not all about her, but it's all about Him. You see, prayer is not giving God a list of, of things that He needs to do for you. You see, prayer is you submitting to his will and wanting to know what his will is for your life and then you accepting that and doing that. That's what prayer is. It's not trying to get an angry God to do what you want him to do. Prayer is is you wanting to do what he wants you to do. See, a godly mother understands that. A godly mother understands that prayer is speaking adoration to the Lord. Prayer is speaking praises to the Lord. Psalm 145, 1 and 2 says it this way. 
he uses the word bless, but it also means to praise. It says, I will bless your name, or I will praise your name forever and forever. Every day I will bless you, or praise you, and I will praise your name forever and forever. You see, I think a godly woman and even a godly man, what do they do daily? They praise the Lord for what he's done. I've heard people say, well, I, I, how do you praise the Lord? I mean, how do, you, how do you do that? You can go to Revelation 4 and 5 is, is a good starting point of how to praise the Lord. You can go to Psalm. There's 150 of them there. And almost every one of them has some sort of a phrase that says, Father, I praise you for... And he begins to speak about what he's praising the Lord for. There are many, many options of how we can praise the Lord. A godly woman knows what it means to actively praise the Lord. She also knows and what, means, what it means to be a, a woman of confession. Confession is agreeing with God that you have said, done, or thought something that you should not have, have said. You see... Confession says, I want to be forgiven. I want to be cleansed from whatever I've done that was not in, in, right in, in your sight, Father. I want that. And a godly woman will do that. Proverbs twenty-eight thirteen says it this way. He who conceals his sin will not prosper. But he who confesses and forsakes them will find compassion and find mercy. Why would anyone ever want to pile up unconfessed sins in your life and break that pipeline of blessings from the Lord? You see, a godly woman has a desire, has a desire to live a righteous life, a life right with the Lord, because she wants her prayers to be effective. James 5.16 you see, see when, when, when you pray and you have something that's very important on your mind or you have somebody that you know is sick or you're sick or whatever and you need, you need the power of prayer, you, you want somebody praying for you that has the power of the Lord praying. You want that. You want that person to be an effective prayer warrior. And just like that song said here today, I believe godly women Godly mothers are prayer warriors. They understand the concept of prayer. They understand what needs to be said. They understand that sometimes they just blow it. But yet they know that God is so willing to forgive and so willing to cleanse when they blow it. I think also a godly mother understands what it means to be thankful. When she goes to the throne room of grace... And she comes to the Father and is speaking to the Father. She comes full of thankfulness. She comes with a gratitude, an attitude of gratitude. Father, I just thank you for, and you could just run that list as long as you want to run that list. Okay? I I would urge you someday just to do that. Just to go to the throne room of grace. Get the ear of the Lord and say, thank you, Father, for, and just make a list. You could be there for a long, long time. And I I can guarantee you, when you get up from praying that list of thankfulness, you'll feel so much better than you did before you went. You see, a heart of thankfulness is what God wants us to have. He doesn't want us to have a a heart of bitterness or a heart of anger. He wants us to have a heart of thankfulness. And He wants to approach 
his throne room with that kind of a heart, a heart of thankfulness. It's knowing that God, every perfect gift comes from where? From above, from the lights of above. That's, that's heaven. It's knowing that a perfect God has a perfect plan for you. And that whatever happens in your life, the good or the bad or the ugly, okay, you understand that because we are thankful that God will say, that God will tell us that uh, everything is going to work out good for you. Do you believe that? Do you believe that, that, that even the good and the bad and the ugly, that God has promised that he'll work that out? So no matter what happens in your life, can you go to God and say, thank you, Father? I might not agree with this. I might not like this. But, Father, I know your word tells me that you're going to take it and you're going to work it for my good and for your glory. And it's because of that I thank you for what, what I'm going through right now. Because I know you're going to teach me and you're going to mold me. And you're going to make me more like a person that looks like your son, Jesus Christ. And if you have that attitude, you can thank him for the hardest times in your life. Knowing that he's in control and he's going to work it out just for you. A godly mother has been born again. Seeks the Lord with all of her heart and with all of her soul. And a godly mother is an effective prayer because she knows how to pray, she knows how to confess, and she knows to be thankful for God's many, many blessings. I hope that you are one of those kind of godly women, okay? That your prayers are very effective. Another thing, just moving real quickly, I want to share with you. A godly mother loves others, okay? A godly mother loves others. Others, Matthew 22 says this, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. That, my friends, is the first and greatest commandment. But then what does the second one say? What does it say? You shall love your neighbor as yourself. You see, a godly mother loves others because she loves God first. She understands who God is and she loves God. And because she loves God, she is able to love others because that is the first and second greatest commandments according to Jesus in his teaching. A godly mother is kind and compassionate and forgiving. That comes from Ephesians 4.32. A godly mother builds others up and is an encourager. That's Ephesians 4.29. A godly mother bears the burdens of others. Galatians 6, 2. A godly mother lo- lives a life of humility. Romans twelve ten. A godly mother seeks to unify and not divide. Romans twelve sixteen. A godly mother does not seek revenge, but allows the Lord to take care of her light work, if you would. Romans twelve eighteen and nineteen. You see, a godly mother, John 13, 34, and 35 tells this. A new commandment I give you, that you love one another even as I have loved you. Okay, that's what he's saying. And then the second part of that. But the world will know that you are my disciples by the way you love other people. You see, a godly mother loves the Lord and as she reads that it it tells us that we are to love others so that the world will know 
that we've been born again. That the world will know that we love the Lord. Real quickly, a fifth. A godly mother eagerly does the work God has given to her. Whether outside of the home or inside of the home. A godly mother is diligent to do her very best. Titus 2, 3, and 4, 5 gives us an outline for older women, if you will. Okay? Gives us a game plan for those that are a little bit older than other people. I'll just read that to you and let's see what it says of what older women still have a role in life, still have a position in life, still have something to do in life. Even when they reach the ages of 70 and 80 and 90, there is still a a job that God has given to them to continue to do. Let's look at that starting in verse 3 of Titus 2. It says, older women must be reverent in their behavior. Reverent in their behavior. Not malicious gossips. Not enslaved to too much wine. Teaching what is good. Older women have a lot of experience. Older women know things. They have wisdom. And they are to pass that wisdom down, the Bible says. Because the next part of that verse says, So they may encourage young women. So they may encourage young women to love their husbands, to love their children, to be sensible, to be pure, to be workers of the home, to be subject to their own husbands. You see, older women are to teach younger women. They are to teach them the wisdom that they have gathered through the years. They are to lead by example, if you would. So even though you might think you're worthless at the age of 80 you're not or 85 or 70 (coughs) excuse me God still has a plan for you and that is to be the kind of woman that that has gained through the years of experience and you are to pass that down to other women if you are a godly mother and you stay home you run your home as a godly woman under godly principles If you work outside of the home, you take the light of Jesus to your workplace. You see, if you're a godly mother and you're working some other job, you take Jesus with you. You take your faith with you. Do not be ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, Romans 1.16. Do not be ashamed of that. That is your, your job. That is your mission field. That's where you are working. That's where people are seeing you. And if you're a godly mother at home, you need to be a godly mother at your workplace. God has asked us and he requires us to do that. A godly mother does whatever she does in word or deed, the Bible says in Colossians 3. She does it for the praise of the Lord, to the glory of the Lord, through Jesus Christ. Just think about that statement. That's a big statement in it. Whatever you do, word or deed, okay, whatever you say, whatever you do, you do it all for the glory of God. And I encourage you, ladies, godly mothers, to do that. Number six, the last one I got here for you. A godly mother is beautiful inwardly and outwardly. Society today will tell you what? Outward beauty is where it's at. Buy this product, do this thing, cut this hair, whatever you got to do. Buy this dress. You'll be beautiful. Well, the Bible doesn't condemn that. 
But there's more to beauty than that, is there not? For the godly woman. 1 Peter 3, 3 and 4 describes godly beauty. It says your adornment must not be merely external. Okay? Nothing wrong with looking nice. Nothing wrong with braiding the hair and wearing the jewelry and putting on the dresses. The Bible says nothing wrong with that. But that's not where beauty really comes from. But it says, let it be the hidden person of the heart with the imperishable quality of a gentle and a quiet spirit, which is precious in the sight of the Lord. Inward beauty says, I have a gentle and a quiet spirit. And I do that because it is precious in the sight of the Lord. That's what the Lord wants from, from you and for me and for all of us. And, and, and I got kind of thinking about that. Where does that quiet and that gentle spirit comes from I believe it comes from the fruit of the spirit that we receive when we are born again because if you look at those fruits of the spirit are they not a quiet and a gentle spirit love joy peace patience kindness goodness gentleness faithfulness and self-control you see to me that is where a gentle and a quiet spirit comes from because they've been born again and those and those qualities are now are going to come out of you because you are a godly woman the holy spirit produces those within you that's where true beauty seems to come from proverbs 31 30 i just read this a few minutes ago it says it says, uh, charm is deceitful and beauty is vain, but a woman who fears the Lord shall be praised. You know, I, if you look at that list, and you know, God has really put a pretty high standard for godly mothers, hasn't he? I mean, he's, he, he's kind of set the bar pretty high. He says, you know, you got to be, you got to be born again. He says, for a godly mother, I want you to seek me with all of your heart and with all of your soul. He says, I want you to be an active and an effective prayer warrior. And along the way, I want you to love others just like you love the Lord. And then whatever you do, I want you to do it in the name of the Lord and do it the best. And just understand, you're beautiful. Not on the outside, you're beautiful on the inside. And God said, that is precious to my sight. A quiet and a, and a gentle spirit. Those are some things that I believe the Bible says characterizes a godly woman. As I look over the audience today, I see many godly women in our church. And I hope today's message will be an encouragement to you, a reminder to you that, yeah, he set the bar high. But he said it for a reason, so that his son will be glorified and that you can live as an example for others. That your legacy of a godly, faithful, Christian woman will pass from this generation to the next generation to the next generation. That's what he's called you to do, to be a godly woman. What's the greatest gift that, a, that you could ever give to your family or your spouse or, or your friends? 
It is the fact that you are a godly woman. That you do pursue the things of God. And God is your number one priority. Who would not want to be a godly woman? If I've gone through this list today and, and, and maybe a couple of these just didn't quite fit with you, okay? I'm not judging or condemning, you know? But, I, but, but if, it's, if you really don't seek the Lord with all your heart, if you really don't love people like they needed to be loved, okay? If, if outward beauty is more important than inward beauty, Okay? If you just, you know, if you, if you just don't pray sometimes, I mean, it's not that important to you. Man, I would just urge you, if, if the Lord convicts you during our invitation time, I would just urge you just to confess that and say, God, I, I, I don't do that. I, I don't do what I think needs to be done. And Father, would you forgive me and give me a strength and give me victory in that area so that I really, really, really can be a godly woman to my family, to my friends, to my co-workers, to my, the people that I come in contact with. I really want to do that, God. I would really like to be that, God. And you know when you come to him like that, you know what he's going to do? He'll forgive you, and he'll give you the strength that you need in order to do those things that you need to do in order to be a godly woman. If you've never been a godly woman, if none of this even applies to you, I'm, I can tell you today, it's not too late. God's not going to close the door. If you've been a, a mother and you've made mistakes and you've not been a godly mother through your life, I'm not here to tell you. God will forgive you for that. God can take you today and he can begin the process of, of turning you into a godly mother. For your family, for your children, for the Lord. Read these verses again. I love these verses. Her children rise up and bless her. Her husband also, and he praises her, saying, Many daughters have done nobly, but you excel them all. That's, that's a compliment. A lot of women out there, but you're, you're the best is what he's saying. Charm is deceitful and beauty is vain. But a woman who fears the Lord, she shall be praised. That's a high compliment. Uh, Trish, I don't know how God has spoken to you today. I know I've, I've dealt with, with godly mothers. But if you just look at every one of those principles, would they not apply to every man in this room too? I think they would. Because, see, we've got to have godly men also in this equation, in this old world. So as I spoke to them, I also was speaking to you. Do you desire to be a godly mother? Do you desire to be a godly man? To be all that God has called you to do. So that whatever happens in your life, it is for your good and for his glory. As the piano plays, I'm just going to ask you just to think about what you heard today. There's areas in your life that fall short of what I said. If you want to, confess that. Let God give you victory over that. This whole world needs godly women. Your family needs a godly mother. This church needs godly mothers in it.
As we pray, the piano will play. Close your eyes and bow your head.